welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our over gloves together for Tooth Life Irene and Katrina the Wine Genist. And we're back. To another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast, peeps, with your peeps, Irene, and the very tech-challenged version well, of Katrina today. Here's, here's what's happening. <laughs> okay. What's this happening? Is, this is Tell what the, me what's happening. This is what what's the viewers poppin'? at home... Don't mind me, just watching. <laughs> this is what the viewers at home don't know, is the number of times that we've recorded an intro-outro in the past, and I forgot to hit the record button, and then we have to go back... I do you remember that one time? I feel time like that- we shouldn't be telling people that. No, I need because we're like <clears throat> people you know, know. profesh. I'm an imperfect being, and I totally understand that. But this is the thing. My favorite was the time that you we recorded our intro outro, and then you were like, "I'm gonna go take a bath and like have an amazing night." And you went, you got in the bathtub, and then I was like, "Oh no, I didn't record our intro outro." <laughs> so you got out of the bathtub. You're in like a robe, and you're like, "All right, let's do." This. I was in a velvet <laughs> robe. I was in a purple velvet robe. <laughs> And good. I was just soaking wet. Oh. <laughs> I was like, fuck, we got to do was, this. Dang it. Here we go. No, dang it, it Ginger. Here we go. I know. How are you, Irene? Irene, tell me. I want to know. <gasps> I'm good. I'm living my best life. I good. am. I am. Are you really? Re- recording. Because, um, you know, sometimes yeah, people Yeah, I mean, I know. Yeah, well, yeah, you know. What can you do? Um, but yeah, no, still trying to figure figure out stuff at the office. And I feel like every day I'm learning something new yeah. about being an employer. Yeah. And it's the hardest part. The hardest part is not the like making sure you order things on time. It's the like managing peep stuff. Yeah. Which leads me to my next discovery is that I needed an office manager. So I put up an ad for an office manager. So I'm currently interviewing all day today, <gasps> office managers. Okay. Well, you have so many amazing people that we've interviewed on the podcast that have like talked about like great interview questions and stuff. So are you ready I for know. this? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally ready. I'm just, um, when you interview someone who was basically taking over your position, it's kind of like, it's a weird feeling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But also it's, it's like, like, how can you be me, but better? <laughs> Tell me how you can be I me. I would not want to have to answer also that question. Better at it. Um, I'm going to show up with more hives <laughs> well, we, than you. We, That's what I would do. We we had the same f- sentiments when we were hiring EAs, yeah. our oh, our yeah. assistants. Yeah. We had the same conversation back then, where we're like, "How am I going to let someone live in my inbox and answer emails on behalf of me without my consent?" I know. And it was the same thing. It was like, "How do we hire someone that we trust?" Um, so I feel like it's the same thing, just different. It's, you know, and it's interesting too, because I feel like without getting like too introspective in our intro, um, I do feel like sometimes it is hard (laughs) to trust people because you do want to, for me, like I want to openly trust, like for my, um, my EA and then the people that manage my social media, like, I just want to be like, here's everything, just do it. And because it's easier that way. I don't like micromanaging. I don't want to do it. Like some people do. Some people are super into micromanaging, but I think the people that are into micromanaging have been burned in the past by people who have not Mm. done things the right way. Like it's like you bring baggage. It's like a relationship. You bring baggage from like what the last guy did and you're like punishing the next people for what this person did. You know, that's, that's Uh the, that's the tough part peeps. That is the tough part, but it's also really cool that you got humans around you that are helping you do your 100%, job. 100%. 100%. And that, yeah. that's, I think, the thing is that, like, at the end of the day, like, every, I do think that most people show up and want to do a good job. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think that um, people wake up and they're like, I'm going to be mediocre today. It's just, we're all doing our best. But um, yeah, I think it's exciting for you to bring on an office manager. I mean, this is sometimes awesome. I wake up and sometimes I wake up and say, I want to be mediocre Somet- today. Don't sometimes you? I wake up and I'm like, this is not my best. And I'm going to give myself grace. That's how I feel. And I, and I will say too, sometimes I even, um, sometimes I even walk into work and I, and I will, I will say to my coworkers, like, um, I mean, I know this is like, just like a super extra example, but like my mom, when she passed away, I worked that next day and I was late to work because I had to write the obituary for her so that I could get it into the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel before it published. And so I said, like, I walked into work and I was, I literally was like, today I am not my best. Like, I'm just, I'm going to tell you right now, today's not my best. 
And I think people appreciate like approaching your life with a little bit of grace too. You know what I mean? Jelly bean. Mm. I do. But love you though. That's all you can do. But I love you though. I love you too. I love your heart. Um, How are, how are you? um, How are the hives? We should do a hive check. And also how is your illness from, from, you know, the staff? So, and then also ending with, um, are you packed for your trip? Oh my yet? gosh. So, okay. Hive check. Cause you leave in two I days. I leave tomorrow morning. Um, so get this. Hive check. I'm covered in hives. I'm covered in them. Oh my God. And they're so itchy. And I like, you know, and you know how it goes when you itch them, it like gets worse and it's like, ugh. so I'm covered in hives, which is not good. Um, my sickness is slowly on its way out. It's one of those like lingering things. Mm. And of course it's like. I like I delivered a four hour webinar yesterday and I'm like, yikes, people are still doing those. Yeah, I know <laughs> people joking. are still doing them. <laughs> so I'm like doing my four hour webinar and I have this like massive like phlegm ball in the back of my throat. But you're like trying to talk through it. And you're like, oh, gross. you know, and you're like, this is going to be you're like, this is going to be a long, this is going to be a long <laughs> webinar, a long four hours of me just like choking, chewing on this same piece of phlegm. Like, ugh. So oh, God, I'm towards gross. the end, but like. I just need like a day to like purge my mucosal membranes. And I, I don't have that. Like oh. I'm showing, I work clinically today. So for the viewers at home, we're recording this at 6 a.m. Katrina time before I get yep. uh, off to the office. I'm going to work clinically today. I have to pack tonight. I have a lot of stuff already packed, um, but mm-hmm. we we're going to like finalize packing situations tonight. And then I fly tomorrow. But this is what's so crazy. I have a webinar tomorrow, so I'm actually going to get to the airport and I'm going to deliver a webinar at the American Express lounge at the airport because my webinar goes from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and our flight boards at 1130 a.m. So I'm going to deliver my webinar. I have a really bad feeling. I feel like this is deja vu. You've done this before yeah, it's been and a it disaster. didn't turn out well. It's been a disaster in the past. So we're, we'll see what happens, but I'm going to deliver my webinar and then I'm going to close my laptop. Who is this webinar for? Just so that I know to apologize for you in advance <laughs> if I ever speak to them. It's for Aura Pharma. So I'm so sorry, I'm Aura sorry, Pharma. Guys. On behalf of my friend Katrina. She's going to try I'm not so to I'm so sorry. So then yeah. I, I'm traveling, but my kitchen is also going through a reno. So I have to like manage like what's happening with people coming in and out and my contractor and who needs money for this and whatever, because I'm going to be gone for two weeks. Why do you have to do that? Because isn't your contractor supposed to be responsible for the contracting of all of the things? Like what's, what is Tom getting paid for? Tom Tom is great. He's doing a lot of great stuff, but it's just, it's, I I have a house sitter because I have four dogs. And so I have somebody staying at that. So I need to just be like, hi, contractor person like sleeping at my, could you guys like talk about like, Please don't start drilling at 6 a.m. If I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Like I need to kind of like facilitate all of that. So it's just like mm. a lot of stuff on the back end. Um, making like I had to order like drawer pulls, like just little like tchotchke hand things that a homeowner has to order and handle because like contractors aren't going to order like those small little tchotchke things. Those I had to just like facilitate. No. I get back in town on a two. I hate to burst your bubble, friend, but your contractor is supposed to be ordering that stuff. Like... I, I was given choices. Oh. I was given silver or gold or black. And then I picked gold. And it was like A, B, or C. Like these are the three. Yeah. And then then they were ordered for me. And the same thing with paint is like, here are your floor samples. Yep. Pick one of these. I didn't have to like source out my own freaking cabinets. So let me, let me tell you the challenge. The challenge is I had my initial contractor and my initial contractor was so bad that now like, I've ordered some of like drawer pulls is a good example. I've ordered some of them. Um, and I for, for the people that speak English, drawer pulls are handles, like handles right? that like, help you open up a drawer, like to pull open the drawer. Yeah. Yeah. So for people that okay. speak English. So <laughs> in the, in the <laughs> Midwest, we call them drawer pulls. <laughs> well, whatever they are. I have no idea what they're called. <laughs> I mean, they're not a handle. They, it's a I drawer don't pull. <laughs> whatever those are, I ordered them with contractor number one. And now contractor number right. two is like, hey, like you ordered partially the wrong size because, hey. you know, whatever. Hi, girl. Hi. You partially ordered the wrong size hey. of sorts. So I don't know where you ordered these initial ones, but can you get them in a difference? You know, and so then I'm like, I'm still like playing catch up from the fact that contractor number one was like so bad that now contractor number two is coming in. And he's like, where did you get this? We need it in the same line so that the colors match and that blah, blah, you know. So it's just okay, like. Okay. Okay. My head is spinning. I know. My head is spinning too. That you had to make. So here, here's the challenge though. I get back into town late on a Tuesday night and I'm scheduled to work clinically 
on that Wednesday. So I work all day that Wednesday. Then that Wednesday night, my fabulous French friends are in town. So they're going to come over and spend the night that Wednesday night at the house. And then that Thursday morning, I fly out to go do a consulting gig with a client. So I'm like getting... We're already fast forwarding past your vacation. I I don't want to get there yet. The idea is what I'm doing is I'm like trying to prepare for the fact... I don't know if anybody else does this, but when you travel and you're like, I'm stepping back into mass chaos when I get back in town. So like on the front end, the type A in me is like, I have to plan for all this. You know what I mean? Like I have to be ready. Uh, But like, you're right. I'm fast forwarding through my vacation, which I'm actually super excited about. Yeah, I think you should stop that like immediately, not only for Maya's sake and the sake of the people listening that are like, wow, we just fast forwarded through your entire vacation. Thanks for sharing the fun stuff. Let's talk more about the oh, woe is me and my fabulous busy life. So let's just just pause that. I'm going to pause. Let's pause that. And let's talk about this episode because we have an episode. I'm so excited for this episode, you guys. We do. We have an episode. The episode is also sponsored by the people that are interviewed, the person that's interviewed. Um, I've been I don't know if you guys have been watching my social media, but I partnered with a new company this year called Spotlight Oral Care. They are huge in the UK, in in the Europe, European area of the English speaking countries of the world. Uh Um, And they're fabulous it's it's founded by two dentists who are probably the sweetest humans i've ever met dr lisa and dr vanessa craven and they are irish and she has a beautiful irish accent which i was obsessed with the entire reason just listen to her fabulous accent i feel like we need to be interviewing people with more accents because i i lose my words and i just stare at them with these beautiful words coming out of their mouths coming from their beautiful mouths um yeah so dr lisa and dr vanessa and they're Two other siblings, all four of them are dentists, which is kind of wild, created a cool product, or I guess a, a plethora of products that are thoughtfully, ethically, sustainably made, um, toxin-free, vegan, and they have a lot of really great initiatives that they've put in place for some of these products mm-hmm. that we'll talk about during the episode. Um, they've got really cool stuff. So if you want to learn more about pregnancy toothpaste, I'm writing an article about you know the importance of having a specific type of toothpaste while you're pregnant breastfeeding for our patients for ourselves whatever um and uh that's coming up soon and then of course like visit my instagram there's a link in my bio you can get some 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 deals like i think it's like a 30 percent off discount that's on their awesome cool. yeah it what i what i love about this episode is that we like super geek out on why it's important to be like precise in what you're recommending or rather prescribing to your patients. So she is awesome. And I think you guys are going to really enjoy her. Let's do it. Should we just roll it out? Yeah. Roll yeah, out. You already know who this is. So I was going to play a song, like an Irish song of some oh. kind, but. Welcome back to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast, peeps, with your peeps, Irene and Katrina. What is up, my Macy Gray sounding friend? I was just going to say, it's more like Macy Gray and Irene today. What do you think of my sultry voice? Do you like it? I mean, I'm whatever makes you happy is what makes me happy for you. This does not make me happy. You. No? <laughs> So is this just remnant from uh, American Dental Hygienists Association hug fest? Like all of you guys were really close to one another. Like there was a lot of hugging happening that it on Instagram. It made me feel a little uncomfortable from Canada. Um, there, was, <clears throat> there was hugging happening, um, but there honestly, there were some people at ADHA that arrived like day one and were sick, like had a cold, had a cough, had a whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're walking up and down the trade show. You know how it is. It's just, it just oh, is man. what it is. So don't leave it to us in the Americas like. to Anywho, uh, aside go back from to the, what we want to do. The adventures of Katrina. We we have a wonderful guest who I I'm so I excited. Am, like total fan girl over. I know. And this is the first time you've had the opportunity to meet her. Is that right, Katrina? 
Yes. So now it's going to be like a role reversal. Now I get to learn all the things. We have a wonderful guest uh, <gasps> and who I've had the pleasure of kind of working with for the last eight-ish, six to eight months. Um, welcome to the podcast, Dr. Vanessa Craven. How are you Yay, today? Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here eventually after all our mixed ups and whatnot. So uh, we made thank it. you so much. We made it. For, um, those of you, for those of you that don't know Vanessa, Vanessa is a co-founder and CEO of Spotlight Oral Care. Uh, also a dentist. Your sister is a dentist, correct? And you both uh, founded, oh, look at you, Katrina's sporting her Spotlight Oral Care product. Right here on my desk. Um, yeah. And both of you have come up with a really neat and uh, thoughtful and sustainable variety of products that I've had the luxury of working with with the last few months. And I, I want to talk a little bit about that, about, you know, the story behind Spotlight, where it came from, uh, what inspired you. But before we get into the today, let's talk about like the way back playback. So let's go yeah, back. Yeah, let's do it. The way back playback. Did we do the thing? <laughs> do, yeah. do the thing, Irene. Do the thing. Let's do it. Tell us do a little it. bit about you and your sister as like little humans. Like how far back can we go? Can we go to kindergarten? Can we go to elementary school? <laughs> I know, go way back. Well, uh, myself and my sister were dentists, but also a fun fact is my other brother and other sister are also dentists. Oh my gosh. So there are four what? dentists in my family. All of my all my siblings are dentists. No way. Wow. So yeah. Are your par- are your parents dentists? Like how did how? No. Yeah, no, not at all. So we have no other relatives that are dentists. My parents aren't dentists. No one else in our extended family are dentists. I don't really know where it came from, but yet we've all managed to be dentists and we all work in the same practice together. No way. You all work in the same practice together. So you're like, yeah. like your brother that you used to like, you know, give wedgies to now is like working with you, like cutting a prep in the next room over. I know. Yeah, exactly. And wow. we all do something slightly different. And in a really weird way, we were all kind of like passionate about different areas of dentistry. So, um, yeah, it works actually surprisingly well. And when I tell my friends that, they're always like, well, you've got this, guys. When I tell my friends that, they're like, how do you work so closely with your family? But you know when you're working in practice, you're actually with your patients a lot of the time, right? So you're not really you know, working so closely together. So it's actually really lovely to have them at lunch and, and be able to go for walks and, and be able to like liaise them as well. If you're like treating a patient and you want like a second opinion or whatnot. So, yeah. That's so cool. So, so cool. okay. So go, t- take go it back, take it back like, though. Where, yeah, where did back, you grow up? So you when did you yes, go to school? Yes. Where were you? What were you, were you in the band as a child? Like, did you play sports? Yes, that's like, the most what, important question. Did you play an instrument? This, yeah. Where did this all <laughs> stem So we're Irish. So we are from Ireland. So we grew up in the west of Ireland in Galway, a very country area. We grew up on a farm um, and two of us went. So there's only two places in Ireland you can study dentistry. You can study it in Dublin, which is our capital, or you can study it in the south of the country, which is Cork. Um, So two of us went to Dublin and then two of us went to Cork. Um, and yes, so my, my brother was an engineer first. So he went back as a mature student to do dentistry and the rest of us did it straight from secondary school. Right. So in Ireland, the way it works is that you actually start dental school much earlier. You start it when you're 17 or 18 and you graduate when you're like 22 or 23. Wow. So only our brother he was a, he was he did he was an electronic engineer first and then went back so he graduated a little bit later but the rest of us were like 22 or 23 graduating um and so that's how it kind of worked in in um in ireland and i know we have we had a few students from north america and a few students from canada and they were always so surprised they were like but how does someone be how is someone a dentist at 22 they're like a baby dentist i mean you look but like you're yeah, 22 so, right now so i don't even know oh, what that means I know, like, I you're like, say, you're like, yeah. like aging in uh, yeah. reverse here i know yeah she's getting younger throughout the episode right. you guys like, like the like, episode's changing <laughs> time i feel like that I have wish. you guys watched she's that netflix backwards. series uh manifest <laughs> Oh, I want to watch that. Is oh, it good? Oh, it's so good. Like, so oh. side note, but there's a Netflix series called Manifest and it's about these people that get on a plane and they lose five years of their lives. I feel like this is mm-hmm. the this is the podcast yeah, version is of Manifest. Like, I'm losing five years of my life aging and Dr. Vanessa yeah. is like aging in reverse. <laughs> yes. I wish. I have 
ha- I have just had a baby. I had a baby four months ago, and I feel like I can already see like the fine lines and oh. the like lack of sleep is like really starting to play its part. <laughs> oh. So, so graduated dental school as a as a young lady, a uh, young woman, and and then then what? So, what what did you do yeah. next? So I graduated in 2013 and I worked um, in Ireland. You can do this thing. It's called, I'm not too sure if you have been in the States, but it's called a junior house officer. So essentially what you're doing is where you've trained, you stay on for a year and you do like rotations, right? So you do a mm. rotation in oral medicine, peds, surgery. You're like a GPR, um, like a general endo. residency sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. Very similar. And so I did that for a year. And then shortly after that year, I went back to where I'm from. And I started working with Lisa, my oldest sister, and who I have spotlight now with. Um, and it was always kind of, we always really wanted to work together. We always got on really well. And at the time, my other sister, so it, I suppose in the in the schedule of events in our family, we have our oldest brother, um, who was actually the last to graduate dentistry. Then we have Lisa. Then we have a middle sister called Alma, who had actually moved to Australia for a couple of years at the time, and then myself. So it was only at the time myself and Lisa who were graduated dentistry. So we decided to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, she had set up her own practice, and I had come to join her, and we just got on great. We really liked to work together, and it was really nice to work with. You're like your family and your friend. Yeah. Well. Wow. And then, That's- so you work together, and then. How did you are go you from just like that? at family reunions? Like, wow, yeah. I really love that dentistry thing. And then the other two are like, hmm, that's, you know, I mean, how, how did it come to be that like everybody else is like, let's, let's do this. Let's make it happen. I don't know if it's the same in the US, but in Ireland, it's actually not that uncommon to have families in dentistry. And what I mean by that is that not necessarily, so like, it's definitely very uncommon to have all four siblings as dentists, right? That's that's an obvious, but um, it's not uncommon to have like a brother or two brothers as dentists or mm. a brother and a sister as dentists or whatnot. So um, I think maybe Paul at the time, my oldest brother who came back last to do it, he probably just saw that, you know, I think there are really nice attributes in dentistry. You know, you pick your own hours, you get to work with your hands, you get really to build really strong relationships with your patients who come become friends. Um, and so he probably saw all of that he just really probably liked the you know he probably appreciated that and whatnot so um he was the last to decide to become a dentist wow so now you all decided you're going to work in a a massive building together like what what was that like did you I I mean give give us the the meat and potatoes here like did you were you like no I want blue chairs and your your brother was like uh (laughs) no they need to be brown or like did you guys have any like sibling rivalries when you decided to start building out this practice together no, not really, because I think that it always came at different stages, right? So it was myself and Lisa initially. Uh, Paul was still in college. Alma was in Australia. And then myself and Lisa were working together for a couple of years and we came up with a theory of spotlight and we really wanted to kind of delve into that a little bit more. And then Alma moved back from Australia. So she started working with us then. And then, you know, Lisa had some kids and then Paul started working with us and then I had a baby. So it's it's been kind of I I always call it like swinging doors right so there's never four of us in at one stage there's always either one of us in college or one of us on maternity leave or something Um, or one of one of us in another country so um it's just worked really well and we've always been able to like pivot and like cover each other as well which is really nice you know Especially, you know, as like if you ever want to like have a baby being a dentist, it's kind of it can be mm-hmm. kind of tricky to organize appointments and make sure the continue continuance of care and whatnot. So um, that's always been like super helpful to have uh, a sibling to lean upon. Do all of your patients know that you're all related? Like, have you ever had a situation where someone comes in as a new patient and like they only want to see one person? And if they get upset, they're like, well, I don't want to see such and such. I only want to see this person. And then like talk badly about the, and then you're like, Oh, that's actually my sister. That's actually my like, sister. Rather, yeah. I'm like, oh, thanks for the feedback, but that's like, we're all family members. So yeah. Be nice oh, I, I think it's, 
Yeah, I think where we're from in, in the West of Ireland in Galway, I think it's a, probably a well-known fact at this stage. And then when you're kind of coming into the practice, it's like, you know, all your plaques are up. So it's like Dr. Mm. Craven, Dr. Craven, Dr. Craven, Dr. Craven. And they're like, hmm, either someone's married in here or... Um, oh, right. Oh, so everyone yeah. is a Dr. Craven. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Okay. Well, that makes sense. That's cool. Okay. So makes it nice and easy. So practice is established and was it a startup or did you buy a practice from? Yeah. So Lisa bought a practice from a retiring dentist at the time. And did Lisa kind of rebrand it? I look and I ask this because the Spotlight World Cup branding is so beautiful and working yeah. with your team on the marketing side, everything is so thought out and so planned. It's not like, oh, we're just going to release a new product next week. Like it takes months, perhaps even years to come up with a concept and go from proving the concept to sale. So how was that? How, how did Lisa take an existing practice from perhaps someone that wasn't as, you know, up with the marketing times as mm-hmm. you are now. Um, and what was that transition like? Yeah, she definitely rebranded and she expanded the practice. So at the time, I think there was one share in the practice. It was just a really small practice in a, in the city center. And we've expanded it now to, I believe, five chairs. Um chairs yeah and just like I suppose anytime you know a a new dentist takes over from a retiring dentist you're coming in there and you're like full of new ideas and passion and vigor and like you know enthusiasm and anyone you know so which is to be expected so she did a complete rebrand she changed the colors of the practice she set up a website which hadn't Mm. been um, set up thus far. We were one of the first practices to bring in Bisline to Ireland. We set oh, up wow. a state-of-the-art sedation clinic. Yeah, so it was wow. really nice to kind of expand out the offerings to our patients as well. We set up a tongue-tie clinic. We did a lot of a lot of sedation, um, like all treatments under sedation, which was a really effective service for us, especially for our like dental phobic patients. Um, yeah. And really, if you look at Ireland, we were probably the first practice within a three hour journey of us to um, set that up. So wow. it was, you know, she was just, I suppose, coming in and she was young and, you know, full of ambition and whatnot. So it was exciting. And, you know, it's great to see that. Great to see the evolution and like reimagination of a place as well. Were there That's any... Amazing. Um, yeah. Were there any local um, regulating bodies or anything that, that it sounds like this was all quite new to your your area? Was there anything that was out of the ordinary that was like, well, this has never been done before. We need to consult with a million other people to make sure that we're able to do this. Or was everything kind of already put in place? No, I think like if you look at the time when she set it up, I think everything was so the bones of it was in place. So like the rest- the, I suppose in terms of registration all of that was done in regulation it was more about how to market it to, so the customer or patient could understand it right so that like if someone said you know they could experience you know I'm nervous with let's get some sedation or mm-hmm. I want to straighten my teeth in a discreet way let's use Invisalign Mm. Um, and I think it was just really about that marketing and educating the customer on their wants and needs and, and I suppose providing a service that helped with that as well that's Very really cool. cool. So you mentioned that you're <clears throat> between your sisters and your brother, that you all are in kind of different areas of dentistry. So are you are you all um, general dentists where one of you has moved into specializing in sedation or one of you specialized in Invisalign? What, what, what does that look like within your practice currently? Yeah, that's a really good question. So, my yeah, we all have a slightly special interest, I would say. Like I've taken under extra training in King's College in London to do more root canals. My brother is uh, like currently through his master's in implantology. Mm. Uh, Lisa would have done a lot of cosmetic work, a lot of aesthetics as well. So a lot of Botox and fillers, a lot of full mouth rehabilitations as well. And then my sister Alma would do a lot of Invisalign, a lot of composite bonding, which is huge here now in Ireland and the UK. Um, So, yeah, we all have our own little kind of unique area where I suppose we've we've gone and done extra training, you know. Very cool. What do you like the most? Yeah. What do you you like the most in your clinical practice? And how many days a week are you practicing now? 
so like I said, I just had a baby. So I'm due back in September. Um, and I was up until that point doing about two days a week work just with balancing spotlight and whatnot. And I would have spent a lot, all, nearly all of my time doing root canals. Um, really? So that is the area that I love. That's really cool. And I, I love that you're able to kind of step into this space where it's like, this is the kind of procedure that I like to do. This is the kind of work that I like to do. So this is the kind of work I am going to do, which I think is awesome. Tell me, do you do you guys have a hygienist in your practice? Yeah, we actually have two hygienists in our practice. So we have two hygienists, awesome. two orthodontists, and four of us dentists as well. So this, it's quite a big wow. practice. And so wow. how we work that is we do like rotations. So like, okay, gotcha. you know, yeah, exactly. Five chairs, so five, got to rotate yeah, everybody. Five chairs. Yeah, Very cool. exactly. Yeah. How, how do how do hygienists get trained in Ireland? Is it is it is this a bachelor's degree? Do they at 17 years old start training? What does that look like? Yeah, so it's really interesting. So there's actually very few places. It's really difficult to train as a hygienist in Ireland. It's really competitive. So mm. um, there's very few places for hygienists and there's two ways you can train. So you can go directly from secondary school into dental hygiene or you can train as a nurse and then go back and do dental hygiene. So wow. if you mm. um, if you go directly from secondary school, you could theoretically graduate in it takes two full years in, in Ireland. So you could graduate when you're 19 or most of the time they've done nursing first, they've got their experience and then they go back and do um, dental, the dental hygiene course. So for a hygienist that has gone through a nursing program first mm-hmm. and then gone into being a hygienist, can that hygienist then do Botox and fillers and things like that? Is that something that they're able to do to add value to the practice in a different way? So our hygienists can't do Botox or fillers, but what they can do is they would do obviously all the cleanings, all the hygiene appointments. They can do some fissure sealants on kids. They can do oral health advice. Um, so there, I think they might be a little bit more limited to what you can do in the States, but okay. still like hygienists. And I often find like hygienists are like the fairy godmothers of our practice. Like everyone comes to our Aww. hygienists. And one of our hygienists is on maternity leave at the moment. And they're like, oh, I'll wait till Sinead's back. Oh my gosh. It's okay. They're like, they're like so gung-ho. And I'm like, you, they, they could say, oh, I'll see the dentist, but then I'll see Sinead, you know? Oh. Um, so uh, they really build that like trust and loyalty, you know, I think um, yeah. with their patients, you know, and I think as very much so in Ireland, um, a lot of, a lot of dentists would refer all their cleanings, all their hygiene appointments to the hygienists, right? Because I often say, you know, if someone's doing it day in, day out, you know, they are, you know, they have, a, you know, they, they're more thoughtful. They're probably a little bit more gentle than we are a little bit at the time. Um, and they really just probably take that extra bit of time. So that's how we work in our practice. We would do the checkups and then they would go up for their cleaning appointment. And they, they can do awesome. some restorative awesome. yeah, work here, here. too. I I have been a close follower of the IFDH, which is the International Federation of Dental Hygienists. And there was a hygienist from Ireland that was at our last meeting. I mean, the last one that I went to, which was in Florence, Italy. And she she talked all about or she spoke all about, um, you know, these challenges that dental hygienists in Ireland face, that there are quite few with a lot of of need and that dentists are, in fact, Mm. doing more hygiene than then would like to. So they're working on kind of expanding the scope of practice and from the IFDH research um, and the resource that I have that we'll link in the description below, uh, placing of temporary dressings and re-cementing of crowns with temporary cements and fillings or crowns that are displaced um, are not something that can be done too. And again, local anesthetic and infiltrations and blocks, which is great. I mean, I can't yeah, do local anesthetic yeah. here. So do you find that your, your hygienist will um, numb up yeah. Yeah, you know, they definitely can. And I think it's a really valuable, you know, uh, treatment accessory, especially when you're having your hygiene appointments, especially if things are really sensitive. So they can do infiltrations, they can do blocks, they can do the fissure sealings, they can do the temporary dressings, they can do some temporary dressing on kids as well, which is really helpful. Um, they can actually do a little bit of Invisalign work. They can, they can do the Invisalign adjustments, so giving you aligners mm. and whatnot. So just a really good team member to have in a busy practice. That's awesome. That's, and and that's, that's kind of where my question was leading here in the States. 
in many states, we we can deliver local anesthetic and things like that. But hygienists are also expanding their functions, um, you know, doing uh, phlebotomy certification so that, for example, oh. like when my doctors are doing PRP or PRF, I can do that blood draw for the doctor, you know? And, and so that's why I was kind of asking because nurses here in the United States can do Botox and can do dermal fillers and things like that. So my thought was, oh gosh, if you have a hygienist who's a nurse and a oh hygienist, gosh, that would be kind of cool. Could you right? imagine if I could give myself Botox? And I was going to say that Irene would be like blown out to you. She, I would be unrecognizable. I love you, Irene, but she, she'd be like, oh, I see a wrinkle today. Here we go. She'd just start injecting herself. Let's, let's Whoa. talk about, Whoa. let's talk about, spo- let's talk about spotlight oral care. Yes. And um, how far into your, your career did you and your sister come up with the idea or was it something that you always had in the back of your mind? Um, what, what was, how did, how did that conversation, like, what was that like Sunday morning over a cup of coffee, walking through a park? Like, Hey, we should start a retail brand. Like how family Easter dinner. You're like, Oh, okay. How did that to be a fly on the wall of that conversation? Where did that Mm -hmm. come from? You know, I think it was like a development of like what we were seeing time and time again in our practice, right? So we were having our patients come in and they were really investing in their oral care. They were like, you know, investing in Invisalign to straighten their teeth. They were getting some composite bonding done. They were getting some like smile, you know, rejuvenation, maybe some veneers some crowns. They were getting their fillings replaced or whatnot. And they would make all these like amazing, you know, improvements in the oral health. And we were so passionate about it. And then they would you know leave us and come back six months and then they would need three cavities and I would say what happened you know we had everything sorted we sorted your diet and your we went through your you know your products you were using and they would often say something like well I was looking for better for you options in my skincare or in my makeup or in my food and look I found this vegan toothpaste and I really wanted to give it a go because I heard Mm. all these other brands were tested on animals or had animal byproducts or whatnot and time and time again, they were fluoride free. They contain no active ingredients. And what we were seeing in our practice is like just so much more decay. Right. And they were trying sure. to make the better for you option, but mm. there was nothing that they could really use or that they were using at the time that like contained not only fluoride, but for example, if they had thinning teeth, had hydroxyapatite, right. Or if they had sensitivity, it was contained potassium nitrate. So it was either they had nothing, no active ingredients, or they had just the very basic fluoride. Um, mm. So for us as dentists, we felt like it was kind of, we were in this cash 22 situation where they were making better, they were had their improved their oral health, made better for you choices in the oral health, had then started to make better for you choices in their overall health. But what was happening is they were switching to a toothpaste devoid of any active ingredients. And then all of a sudden they had like three cavities or whatnot. So that's really the basis of Spotlight. So for me, Spotlight means best in class oral care products. So like the most up-to-date, the most research-backed, clinically proven active ingredients, but free of any questionable additives. So you won't find any sulfates or you won't find sodium oil sulfate or palates or parabens or anything. And in 100% recyclable packaging, which is really important for us because, you know, I think your environmental footprint is so important and it's something we should all be cognizant of. I love, I love yeah. your, your packaging and I love everything about what you just said, because I'm always on the hunt for providing these types of solutions for my patients. So I'm in Toronto in a very, um, uh, conscious neighborhood. I would say a lot of the patients that come in are very, uh, young family oriented demographic that look for these types of products. And unfortunately here in Canada, there aren't many that you can just go to the drugstore to purchase. So I love that people can purchase your products online. So I, mm-hmm. I use a platform called Yappy, um, which is a software that allows me to text message with my patients. Um, so I have like a hot list of product types inside my little Yappy template with the links for people to be able to purchase your products. So instead of, you know, me having to stock things here and things expire or they collect dust on the shelf, uh, trying to, you know, keep a small space tidy, I just send them your link. So I want to talk about, um, a couple of your products. The first one is the one that I'm really obsessing over right now. I'm not pregnant just to preface it because every time I post about pregnancy toothpaste or like people are like, is this an announcement? Are you pregnant? I posted a reel on my Instagram about the pregnancy toothpaste and not to not no joke. 
two or 300 messages on my DMs of like, <laughs> oh my God, you're pregnant. Congratulations. And I'm like, no, I'm not pregnant. I've just gained a little weight. Like, it's okay. Yeah. It's oh my gosh. COVID weight. What a weird um, way to announce that too. Can right. you imagine? Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, I mean, it would be the perfect, it would be the perfect way to announce it, would be, it is for like you, it the would pregnancy toothpaste. Yes. Yes. Um, and I'm holding it right now. So Again, things that you mentioned, gluten-free, sulfate-free, BPA-free, dye-free, triciclan-free, paraben-free, uh, all of the free. And it's like um, vegan as well, correct? Vegan yeah, and vegan. not tested on animals. Uh, ethic, ethically created and uh, all of the packaging is recyclable. So first of all, I'm sure that this was something that happened in your lives uh, that inspired a pregnancy toothpaste with folic acid. Was it, was it pregnancy related? Mm. And you were like, we need a toothpaste for this. <laughs> That's really cool. You know, yeah. So, you know what we really, we're really passionate about. So everything we're trying to do in Spotlight is to like highlight oral health as like overall health. It's so important to mind your, your oral health. And like, I know we talked to our patients mm-hmm. about this, but it's like, it's getting that point across to them. So sometimes with the pregnancy toothpaste, this is like a real passion project of myself and Lisa, not only because we have both been pregnant, but we wanted to highlight that oral care and oral health changes when you are pregnant, because we would Mm -hmm. see a lot of our patients come in and they would say like they would never have any issues had 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 any issues up until that point but then all of a sudden their gums are bleeding their teeth are mobile they're like really complaining of their bad breath they might have be like have like frequent nausea or vomiting the taste of toothpaste might be like really off-putting or whatnot mm-hmm. so it's really important for us for twofold to create an, a product that was specifically designed with that pregnant woman in mind not because Uh, like you can't use any other toothpaste while you're pregnant. That's not what we're saying. It's like we're specifically designing something with that pregnant woman in mind. So it has a mild mint, like it's not strong mint. It's folic acid and B12 infused. It has your hydroxyapatite and your fluoride for your acid, like acid regurgitation Mm -hmm. or your nausea or vomiting. It has that something for your like gums. Um, But secondly, what we wanted to do with our customers and and to social media and whatnot is to highlight that oral health does change when you're pregnant, because a lot of our patients will come in and they say, I'm pregnant. Like, I know everything else was changing, but I thought my teeth would stay the same. So it's like really kind of educating and empowering our customers to like ask, okay, well, why did you create a, a pregnancy toothpaste? Not because, like I say, we're we're saying, oh, you can't use any other toothpaste, but because you know, it's a time where your oral health changes. So let's chat about it. Yeah. And it's wow. safe to use during breastfeeding, which is also fabulous. Cause that's a question that I get asked often from my patients, you know, we'll give them something that comes in a goodie bag and it's like, well, is this safe to use while I'm pregnant? Mm-hmm. And, and, and mm-hmm. then my question is, okay, great. I, I stock, you know, companies send you yeah. free toothpaste all the time. So I stock like a variety of free toothpaste. And then I'm sitting there reading the ingredients on the back saying, I don't know, is this safe? Is it not safe? But yours yeah. like right on the, on the, front of the paste is sustainable for breastfeeding. Um, and okay. So let's talk about folic acid. Um, yes. And the research behind folic acid that assists with gingival inflammation when it's topically placed intra orally versus taken systemically. And on the oral care side, we know that sometimes when we take a probiotic or we're taking, um, an anti-inflammatory or we're taking, uh, any, any medication when we take it systemically, by the time it gets to our mouths, it's quite diluted in, in its efficacy. So, in your mm-hmm. research, have you found that by including folic acid directly in the composition of the paste itself, that it is as, as a greater advantage to, to the mouth? Yeah, absolutely. So what I would always say is obviously continue to take your multivitamins as you're pregnant, right? So don't use any one thing like your toothpaste to replace your folic acid supplement. But there has been research to show that if you apply folic acid in your toothpaste, that it has been shown to increase plasma levels of folic acid actually oh, in your blood and your system systemic. and whatnot. Wow. It's systemic. So it's that absorption area, right? So yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, that makes, and they're bleeding, so it makes sense, right? They're able to get that yeah. acquisition. Acquisition. And what I often say is like, I, I often have the conversation with my patients and say, your mouth is 50 times more absorbent than your skin. Yeah. So what you put in your mouth is directly absorbed into your bloodstream. So wow. what we're using in our toothpaste really does matter. So that's why 
it was so important for us to be free of any questionable additives because what you are using has a direct effect in your bloodstream, in your plasma situation, sure. in, your, um, in the concentrations in your body. And obviously we have that research now with folic acid and B12 to show that has been shown to mm-hmm. reduce gingival inflammation and, and really help with gingival disease. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, really interesting new age. And I often think it's a really interesting part of, of toothpaste as well. Like it was the first time we infused active ingredients that we've like fluorides and hydroxyapatite with vitamins in your toothpaste. So yeah. it's been interesting. That's amazing. It, it next levels the way that we think about dentistry, because a lot of us, we take nutritional counseling and, and nutrition coursework when we're in dental and dental hygiene school. And we understand the importance of specifically folate or folic acid when it comes to our pregnant patients. But we, for so long, have been trained to kind of back away from having those conversations because it's like, well, you should really be talking to your OBGYN about this, or you should really get a nutritional panel. And the reality is folate or folic acid is not fat soluble. You cannot build up toxic levels of it, right? So to be able to, um, you know, and I don't mean to say that you're, because you start with the caveat of, take a multivitamin, like still continue taking those things or take your prenatals. We know that that's important, but to to now understand that there is a systemic acquisition, your toothpaste can be a part of that. And then of course, I mean, the other side of that being, if we're reducing systemic inflammatory levels in the oral cavity, we understand that it reduces those prostaglandins, right? Reduces the risk of a preterm low birth weight delivery, which here in the United States occurs in about one in 10 uh, deliveries, which is kind of, right. inc- this is 10% of your pregnant patient population. And we understand that, you know, having that inflammation orally creates enough, uh, enough of a challenge where we need to start having this dialogue about performing periotherapy, scaling and root planing, or in your case, providing a medicament for our pregnant patients to help with that. And then as Irene mentioned, also throwing in our breastfeeding patients, we forget those those hormones are still readily present and the, the challenges associated with how women's bodies change is still present when they're, they're breastfeeding. So I, that's absolutely incredible. And I love that you've thought about that. The next question, of course, for me is, have you thought about designing pastes for some of our uh, patients that are uh, maybe diabetic, um, cardiovascular patients? Have you started to kind of go down that avenue of starting to think about some of that? I think that is just fantastic. And I love having this conversation with you guys because, you know, absolutely. Like, why aren't we specifically designing toothpaste and oral care products for those at-risk patients, right? So we know that poor oral health leads to preterm labor. It leads to, you know, a poor outcome systemically for our patients with uh, who are pregnant. And I think when we're chatting, when we're chatting amongst professionals, we, we understand that we know the literature of that. When we're chatting to our customers and our patients, it's that fine balance between we don't want to scare them. We don't want to say, you know, um, we don't want to frighten anyone or we don't want to be like, you know, like clickbait, but also we want yeah. to educate because those points have been time and time again, you know, spoken about. And I think by educating our customers and patients, we're making them more aware to make better choices. So I 100% mm-hmm. agree. I think it is something we're really thinking about in terms of, okay, so the diabetic patient, the heart, the heart issue patient, so any patients with cardiovascular issues, or um, even simple things like, you know, that patient who has... Um, so it was on the autism spectrum. So I was just chatting to a patient recently and she was saying like my mom, she was really struggling getting her son having the toothpaste with no flavor, but he didn't like the strong flavor. And I said, why don't right. you try the pregnancy toothpaste? Because it was so mild and mm-hmm. it really worked for him. So really just kind of creating those niche products, um, I think would be hugely valuable to our to our patients. I think patients awesome. would appreciate that because then you're you're tailoring something that's specific to them. I think when we put things in this like generic uh, ballpark kind of like one size Colgate total fits all sort of thing, it doesn't create this like inclusivity of a variety of patient spectrums, right. which leads me to uh, my next question. And are you ready to watch Katrina's face? No. Are you ready to watch oh. this? Katrina, are you ready to see Katrina's okay, face? Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for my face. Jealous. <gasps> what is that? I need one. Oh my gosh, <laughs> stop it. I'm obsessed. Irene, 
So yesterday oh in the mail, <gasps> I got a lovely package from my peeps at Spotlight oh. Care, which is the limited edition Sonic toothbrush um, that's for pride. So I'm, oh I'm officially unboxing it on camera now that no one can see, but it is oh my uh, gosh, a I'm pride, obsessed, you guys. This thing is gorgeous. And it's Stop absolutely it. Stunning. I need like seven. So, so speaking of... Um, of toothbrushes do you first of all do you remember what your first product was so our first product was our core product it was the teeth whitening strips in the u.s but as you point that out that pride sonic it's where a hundred percent of the proceeds are being donated across three lgbt lgbtqia plus charities across ireland oh. UK, and the u.s and what we're doing all throughout Pride Month is we're having Instagram lives with them. We're educating our, our customer base on what it means to be, um, you know, a, a member of that community and a member of the LGBTQIA plus oh. community in these times. Um, so we're really excited about it. I, I, so I wore red today for this episode uh, because it matches the bristles. So I am the end of the oh my gosh the rainbow. You are you're the end of the toothbrush. That was that was you guys my, have to check out this toothbrush. Seriously, it's very sweet. Uh, I'll, I'll be sharing it to my home. Instagram very soon. Check it. Seriously, this is a gorgeous brush. When, oh my um, gosh. When will these be available? Until are you capping it at the end of the month? Because I know supplies were quite limited. Yes, the supplies are quite limited. We were chatting internally. It is meant to be just for the month of June, for Pride Month, just to celebrate the month. We we may, um, at the moment, it is just for June because, you know, it was just something for, as a brand, you know, I felt like it was really important for us to like, you know, be advocates of what we stand for, right? So we stand for gender equality. We stand for sexual equality. We stand for the LGBTQ IA plus community, you know, um, so, and I, I sometimes feel that especially in oral care, we're a little bit like soft. We don't really mm. come out and stand for anything. Like we don't see brands coming out and being like, okay, we're like, we, you know, we are pro, um, you know, whatever. Um, so it was really important for us to, you know, really like put our pillows to the mass essentially and say, okay, we really stand with the LGBTQIA plus community. We understand that there's still a huge amount of work left to do. Let's mm-hmm. educate our customers. Let's do the lives. Let's like not mm-hmm. only do something that's like, oh, we're changing our Instagram feed for a rainbow, but we wanted to actually do something substantial. Wow. And I, well, and I read something on social media about that yesterday. It is substantial. I read something on social media yesterday about um, organizations or companies that um, use the flag as a symbol to represent, but then internally as, a, as an organization them, themselves don't um, make modifications to your daily, daily operations to be inclusive of, of a variety of people. So it's not just to use the flag as, oh, look, this is what we're doing for the month. It's what are you doing for the rest of the year? What are you doing for, for uh-huh. the next five years? What did you do last year? Are we just using this rainbow now to slap on the side of our product to say that we're inclusive? Mm-hmm. Really, like, what are you doing from within your organization to support and promote um, equality of gender and sex and race and all, all everything, anything? Um, so I, I'm yeah. a big fan of, of the toothbrush and, um, I, you know, I asked my team members this, and this is, you know, my team members get benefits and this is a conversation that we had yesterday, uh, benefits that they can use whenever and wherever they want. They can get their teeth cleaned elsewhere. They can get their dental work done at somewhere else. And I asked one of my team members yesterday, you know, why, why did you choose to be a patient here? And I think that you know, questions should be asked by, by everyone and, and yes. ask yourself this, if your team members are not getting their teeth cleaned or fixed in your office, you should ask them, why don't you do that? So when I asked that question mm-hmm. to my team member, um, she said, because I feel like this is a safe place. It's a clean place and you are an ally. And I got goosebumps mm. immediately because oh. it, it, it means that someone from within their heart wants to be a patient here because of all of the good things that we do. So um, I am, honored to represent your brand when I post things on social media, because you do really represent our community. Um, 
as an ally as well. So thank you for, for, I mean, it, it seemingly seems like a small thing, like, oh, cool. It's a toothbrush, but it's not, it's the message and the meaning behind the toothbrush. Um, so when I showed my team member, uh, this toothbrush yesterday, she was just like, I want that toothbrush. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll figure out a way to buy them for everyone. Cause they're, they're wonderful. <laughs> Um, and, you know, for us, it was really important as well. So you mentioned that and like we have a number of um, LGBTQIA plus members in our team. And for for them, it was, you know, every we sat down at the start of the year and said, we really want to do something. And they said, you know, it's really important to include all colors of the flag. And they educated us on that. Yes. And this is what the flag stands for. And this is why the base is purple. And this is why we have this tone of red. And, and it was really educational for me and Lisa, because, you know, I, I, I kind of, I had never really thought or educated myself on the meaning behind the flag, the meaning behind all the colors, what it meant to be inclusive of all the colors and what that stood for. And just like pertinent to your point, I think it's really important as a brand to be like, to show exactly what you mean, but be like, 360 right so like yes. you see that now coming up and you see kind of brands in the states or in the uk or in ireland you know showing a flag but maybe not in other countries that are probably need that little bit more to come along and to be uh, as inclusive as we are and i think that you have to be true to your you know you have to be a true authentic brand and you have to be mm-hmm. like the person you are everywhere in the world not only where it suits you and that's the same where i always talk about like so toothpaste we go back to it like so we're vegan and peter approved and there will be a lot of oral care brands particularly in europe that say oh well we don't test an animal but if you test in animals in china but you don't test in animals in europe right you still test in animals as a brand so that's why you just have to be you know like strong and like passionate about what your beliefs are um because if you don't have your beliefs what do you have yes. oh i love that oh, that's that's, that's the ender goosebumps. if you don't have beliefs what do you have that's and that's amazing. Thank you so much for for creating a brand and creating awareness about inclusivity. I think it's it's important for us to understand that when we're treating patients, that we're treating the whole patient. We're treating them based mm-hmm. on their attitudes, perceptions, values, and beliefs. We're treating them based on their oral needs. We're treating them based on giving them products that are going to help serve them. And I I'm honored and humbled to have been able to spend this time with you. Um, a to watch Irene unbox that. That was amazing. Um, thank you for the support, the, the ally work that me. you're doing. It's, I'm super jealous right now, actually. Um, <laughs> thank you for creating products that kick open the door for us to have a conversation with our patients about the oral systemic link. It, this has been needed for so long in our profession. And I love that it's like two fabulous women in Ireland that are making it happen. That's just absolutely and incredible. They're like, they're huge in Ireland. I mean, I've, been a fangirl of the two of you for a while. And then when Spotlight Oral Care reached out to work out with me, to work with me, I was like, okay, this is it. I can retire now. I've, I've hit the top of my list. I'm done. Boom, but, shut you know, up, Laka. You're if done. You just, you if got you it. just Google Spotlight Oral Care, I mean, you've been on the cover of magazines and on a variety of TV shows and talk shows. I'm honored that you yeah, took the time to amazing. be on our little We Tooth or Dare podcast. Um, but yeah. So we, and okay. your questions, so Katrina? No, I, I think we should, I think it's his time, Irene. Is it time? It's time. time. Isn't it time? Do you, do you know what time it is, Dr. Vanessa? No. What time? She's like, she, well, no, no, now she's, she really doesn't know. She's in now Ireland. She's Irene's in Toronto. I'm in the States. She's like, I have no idea what time it is. Time zone no, are just all over the place. No so, yeah, so we are called the Tooth or Dare podcast for a reason. At the end of every episode, Katrina and I do a rock, paper, scissors, and the loser oh, yes. goes up against you. <laughs> and then you get to decide whether you accept or dish a tooth or a dare. So Katrina and mm-hmm. I are going to warm up her fingers and get ready for this. Um, and <laughs> in the meantime, yeah, she's this the, she is the best part. In the meantime, the rest of you need to follow us on Instagram. You can follow me, Irene, at toothlife.irene. You can follow Katrina at the Dental Wine Genesis. And of course, you need to follow Spotlight Oral Care, Spotlight underscore oral underscore care. And of course, follow Dr. Vanessa at Vanessa uh, Craven on Instagram and all of that info will be linked below as, as well as a very kind discount for, uh, any future purchases that you'll make. So that will also be in the show notes. Um, I believe I have yes. a 30% off code to share with you all. So perhaps you'll be able to scoop up one of these pride toothbrushes before they sell out. All right, Katrina, are you ready to go girlfriend? 
I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Ready. Rock. Okay. Paper, uh, scissors. Paper, shoot. scissors. Shoot. Oh, oh wow. Oh, cool. Okay. Katrina and Dr. Vanessa, it's uh, Womano a Womano. Uh, would you like to accept or dish out a tooth or a dare, Dr. Ooh, I'll accept. Oh, accept. So if you accept a tooth, it'll happen right now. If you accept a dare, it goes on Instagram. So you share a video of yourself doing your dare and when we'll plaster it on all of our platforms. And they're usually pretty fun in PG. Um, I'll do a tooth. Okay. A tooth. Okay. Ooh. Dr. Vanessa, we want to hear the scoop. We want to hear the, the dirty scoop. What is one thing that is frustrating about working with your siblings? <laughs> I should have picked the dare. <laughs> uh, what is frustrating? I can tell you because I work with Lisa all the time and she is the most amazing coworker. But you know what drives me nuts or what frustrates what? me is that she's always five minutes late. And it's like, oh. you know, when you work with someone, and I'm like, punctuality to me is. So I'm just like such a punctual person. So that's when we mixed up the time of the podcast. I was like, this is so unlike me. This is like never happens to me. I'm always two minutes early to everything. So I think when you work so closely with people that like she's always she always says herself, she's like, I'm seven minutes late. So she's never like 20 minutes late, but always seven minutes. So that's probably yeah, the most just, an, just thing. enough that it's like the fly yeah. in the room that like always has to fly by your ear and, like, and you're like, stop, why? <laughs> Okay. There but I think it. if that's the most frustrating thing, I think I'm doing yes. okay. Yeah. You got a, you got a sure. sweet gig there. Dr. Lisa, show up on time for the next meeting. I'm going to dare you to do it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, that's so okay. funny. Well, thanks again so for good. being on our podcast. We really appreciate you, your time, and then everything that you're doing for not only the oral care peeps, but the general public. So thank you so mm-hmm. much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Okay, we'll catch you guys on our next episode. Peace out, peeps. Cheers. And we're back on the flippity flip of the Irish episode. From the flippity flip. Oh, we, you think after 78 episodes, we figure out whether it's from or to know. or at the flippity or flip. Or like the number of times you, you welcome everybody back and we're in the same episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, and every time I say, I'm going to stop doing the welcoming back yeah. of the, of the peeps, but, um, but then we still do it. Are. Like also I say, I say, welcome to the Tooth Theater podcast twice when we do our intro and outro. And then when we start with our interviewee <laughs> of our person, maybe, maybe when we work on a new, uh, new platform, kind of whatever, we need, we need to spruce flow. it up a little. Which I, I don't know. We've got a great flow. We, have a, we do. I, we have a good I know. Flow. I know. And I love that about you. Yeah. I think, I don't know if people sometimes like, they, I don't know if they ask you, but they ask me like, oh, so are you guys like scripted and like what you say? Or do you have like bullet points? And it's like literally no. the opposite of that. <laughs> like we just the complete, if you can think about the polar yeah. opposite of that That's sentence what that is. is what like, this we is. literally, sometimes yeah. Irene is like, okay, just say thank you. And then let's just end it. That's what she says to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, let's go. Thank you. Um, and then I walk away. Um, yeah. But but speaking of, before we conclude our podcast um, for today, I did want to. Did you see the dare that Holly Ann Mitchell so, did last week? We didn't talk about that. She at is all. so cute. Like I can't even deal. And the so died. I, yes. Died love, 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 love. And I bit. think like that. So we have had some amazing people on our episodes, which I think is just incredible. We're very, very, very lucky. But one thing too, um, that Holly and Mitchell has done, um, not only this amazing dare, but she's also working with a huge group, um, called hope for the day, which is a suicide prevention charity. And they're building out this amazing event, um, called dentalavengers.com. And this event is going to be hmm. virtual December 3rd through the 5th, 2021. Um, if you're able to join, uh, please hop on. I know a lot of us um, are in states in the U.S. where we do have to have some type of suicide prevention CE. Um, so I know she'll be providing that. And it's an amazing. Wait, is that a thing? Really? Yep. 
Yep, there's there are several states that require that. Um, but nevertheless, um, she is an amazing soul. If you guys remember her from her episode and, um, she just does a beautiful job. So, um, please check it out if you're able to, um, she's amazing. And, uh, one final thing I want to say before we conclude our episode for today. And that is those of you over the past several episodes have heard as Irene and I lament about our amazing podcast producer, Shane Jane Sean John, who, by the way, I feel like I just learned his name. Like, how long did it take me? Um, <laughs> remember that time I had to write his name on my <laughs> hand at Voices of Dentistry? Oh, my goodness. Um, You're too funny. You know, and, and he has just been absolutely amazing. You guys, he gets like slatherings of just audio files and has to listen to our voices every week and puts it together in this like amazing compilation that makes us sound the way that we do. And we're very grateful to him. Um, he has moved on, um, in his career, um, outside of podcasting and he is rocking it and he's going to the moon. And so, um, he is resigning from our podcast and we're sad to, to see him go, but we're really excited about all of the new adventures that he has his way. So we're going to do a fabulous podcast send off to Shane Jane, Sean, John, and, uh, welcome some, uh, other Poor soul who has to listen to our voice. <laughs> but we're excited. I am so I am you're excited. I'm so excited for him. I am excited this for him. Life I'm for not him. excited for having to add another person to the no, list of things that I'm hiring for right I, now. I hope that Shane Jane gets to live his best life. Yeah, that that would be good for That's anyone. I, I don't wish hives upon anyone. I don't, not these hives. No, not these ones. They suck. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is great. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us yes. again. Make sure to visit the show notes to get your 30% off discount with our peeps at Spotlight yes, Oral check it Care. Out. Thank you, Dr. Vanessa, for hanging out with us. Yes. And uh, we're going to be taking a couple weeks yes. break because Katrina, you know, just does her thing in Europe. And I am not sure what I'll do, but I'll probably just be here sitting and crying and waiting for her to come home. <laughs> I'll send a pigeon your way from the Mediterranean. Yeah. It comes over. It's got like a, like a carrier owl, yes, a little please, like from paper. Harry Potter, like a it's little like, note. Hello, yeah. How are your hives? Like, Hive check. Have you seen, do you know anything about Harry Potter? Yeah, do you I remember it. I when like Ronald Weasley's yeah. mom sent him the little things like, Ronald Weasley, <laughs> yeah. I want that with that voice. There you go. Please send me Got that. It. How dare you? I'll work really hard. Okay. All right, everyone. Thank you. Peace out, peace. Peace out and best of luck to you, Shane Jane. Cheers. And I know. it's founded by two sisters, which I love. I just said that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just not even listening to me.